here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual domestic and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. This week's story is a listener suggestion. Thank you to Kelly for bringing Samaje's story to my attention. This is one that I've never been able to forget, so I'm very happy Kelly suggested Samaje. The amount of times I have started researching and writing this story and gave up, this story is hard to keep straight. A little baby dead, but there are so many people and so many moving parts. It is not clear who was there the day Samaje died, or even how she died. We have a cause of death, but we simply don't know how it's happened, and no one has ever been brought to justice for even just the neglect of this baby. As we work our way through Samaje's story, it is clear this little girl was let down by her large extended family, CPS and the authorities, all of which knew how dire the situation this little girl was in was. I will be focusing on just the facts as we know them today. I'm going to stay away from the rumours as I do try to do with this podcast. April 2017, Juliette Township, Illinois. A panicked call goes into 911. A mother reporting her toddler missing. What follows is a circus. Extensive searches, media interviews, erratic family members. Soon police are questioning who exactly was at the home that day. Sadly, a tip would lead the authorities to Samaje's body, hidden under a couch in the living room. The same couch police sat on only days before while interviewing the family about the little girl's disappearance. This is Samaje's story. After creating this podcast now for several years, how I want to start a story usually comes to me pretty easy. But this story has left me speechless. Doing my research and reading all the contemporary news articles that are out there, Samaje quickly becomes known as the baby found thrown and left under the couch. As I said at the top of the episode, I have started researching this story many times over the years, but I get stuck. This time, though, the more I learned, the worse it got, and it becomes very clear very quickly this girl was let down by everyone. For this story, we aren't going to start at the beginning. We're going to play this out in real time, so to speak, and let the story unravel as it would at the time Samaje was reported missing. All right, hold on one second, ma'am. I'm going to announce the call, okay? 911, where's your emergency? Hi, Kelly. Yes, my daughter is missing. Hold on, ma'am. Let them talk first. with a transfer for 309 Lewis Road in Preston Heights. Go ahead, ma'am. Thank you. What's going on there? Yes, my daughter is missing. I cannot find her. She was outside playing with the kids, and she's missing. Okay, how old is she? She's one. All right, stay on the phone with me while we get the police en route. What's her name? Samadhi. Spell it for me. 
Tamaj Crosby, S E M A J. When's the last time you saw her? Um, in the front yard, um, when everybody was outside in the front yard. Okay, so how long ago was that? That was about, uh, I don't know how long it was. It was like a, a half an hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes ago. I just, 30, I just 30 came, I can't, okay. I mean, it was, it, it was a whole lot of kids out here. It was a whole lot of kids out here. It was a whole lot of grand. It was a lot of adults out here watching them and everything. Listen, okay, take a deep breath. I need to ask you some questions. So how long do you think it was 30 minutes ago that you last saw her? Yes. Yes? What? What did she have on? She had on a gray sweater and some um, uh, blue jeans, like some little blue jeans, um, some little blue jeans, um, short uh, pants. All right, gray sweater and blue jeans? No, it's like some, she had on some, uh, some little sweatpants, some little um, blue jeans, sweatpants, little blue jeans, little sweatpants. Okay. Is she a female, white, black, Hispanic? She's black. Okay, did she have a hat on or anything like that? No, or she like, has some white... She like got little tail. white beads in her head. Yeah, pigtails. Okay, did you check your house to see if she's in there? Yes, I'm checking it now. I've been checking it. All right, did you check with the neighbors? Yes, I did. Has she ever wandered off before? No. Okay. How many kids do you have at your house? I have um, three of them. Okay. Is it possible that she, is there a park at the, the school? Yes. Okay. Is it possible that somebody could have taken her to the park? No, because she's not at the park. The park is right behind my house. Okay. You said it's not possible that she's there? We have, we don't see her. We don't see her at the park. I know. Listen, we have the police. They're coming for you, okay? They're coming to help you, but I want you to stay on the phone with me so I can ask you questions because we have to narrow down where you've looked, okay? So did you look at the park at the school or no? Yeah, we looked at the park at the school. Okay. And no one was supposed to come pick her up, right? Like, Dad was not supposed to come get her, or no one was supposed no. to come up, right? No. Okay, so she's a female black. She's got pigtails in her hair. Mm -hmm. And she's wearing, like, blue jean sweatpants with a gray sweater. Yeah. Okay, can she walk on her own? Yeah, she could walk. Okay. And one of the older kids that's at your house, nobody took her, right? They're all I'm not course. You don't have anybody yeah. missing? Yes, my daughter is missing. 
Right, I understand, but your older kids are, are there, right? Yes. Yes, that was my niece. Okay. Uh, did you check in the backyard? You checked in the closets, in the bathrooms, everything like that? Yes. Okay, ma'am, your older kids that you have at the house, how old are they? Hello? Ma'am, the older kids that you have at the house, how old are they? Two and three and ten. Okay, the older kids that you have there, like the ten-year-old, I want you to have them start checking the house, checking the closet, in the bathrooms, check the garage, everything. Do you, do you understand what I'm asking you, ma'am? Hello? Did you understand what I asked you? Yes. Okay. That 10-year-old, that's the other child that's there, you need to have them start looking for her, okay? They have been looking for her. All right, they checked the house, though, really well, correct? She's not in the car. Yes. Do you have a garage attached to the house? No, I do not. Okay. Do you have a vehicle parked outside? No, I do not. Okay, we checked the vehicle, right? <laughs> it's okay, ma'am. It's okay. Listen, take a deep breath, okay? Watch out, please. It's okay. Take a deep breath, okay? Oh, my God. It's okay. We have, three, we have three officers that are in route to you right now, okay? Take a deep breath. In through your nose, out through your mouth. other adult that's there with you right now. Get out of there, out of there please. I'm on the phone with them now. Okay, who is that that you're talking to? Hey, Granny. Okay. And you went to all the neighbors' houses. And on your block, correct? The one they say next door to me. What's that? The one they say next door to me. Okay, ma'am, I'm having trouble hearing you or understanding you. The one that's next door to me. 
right. I have an officer that's pulling up on your street right now, okay? Can you go out to the front yard? Yes, I'm out here now. Okay. Do you see him pulling up? Yes. Okay, ma'am. I want you to go ahead and talk to him, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Tuesday, April 25th, 2017, 6.30 p.m. 32-year-old Sherry Gordon called 911 to report her 17-month-old daughter, Samaje Crosby, missing. That the adults of the household had been out the front of the property working on a car, while Samaje's older brothers, aged 10 and 7 years old, were playing with Samaje in the backyard along with several other cousins. Sherry told the dispatcher at 3.45pm she brought Samaje inside to change her diaper before allowing her back outside to play with her brothers. This would be the last time Sherry said she saw Samaje. Not long after this, Sherry decided to take Samaje, her brothers and three cousins for ice cream, but the car wouldn't start. As they were trying to jump the car, this was when it was realised that Samaje was missing. A desperate search around the home and property for Samaje was unsuccessful. Still, Sherry would wait two hours to report her daughter missing. Now, right off the bat, this is suspicious. I had my own son go missing from my backyard when he was about two years old. I waited less than five minutes to call emergency services. Thankfully, in my case, my baby was found before police arrived. But Sherry waited two hours. Why? We know time is of the essence at this age. Even if Samaje snuck past six children and as many as eight adults to go off on an adventure in the neighbourhood, she couldn't get far. So if you don't find them straight away, something isn't right. Adding on to that, Samaje couldn't even walk yet. She was just learning to walk and was very unsteady on her feet. The community came out in droves to help find this baby. That night, 80 officers and volunteers were involved in the search for Samaje, including two teams of bloodhounds. Residents of the area were asked to check their properties, the FBI accepting requests for their assistance, a job the FBI took very seriously. FBI spokesperson Garrett Kroon announcing their dedication to find the missing toddler. Quote, In the FBI, our local priority is to combat violent crime, but also our local priority. Everything stops and all resources go to missing children. We need to find Samaje quickly. Unquote. The search soon expanding to Sugar Creek. Maybe Samaje did wander off and was attracted to the water and then fell in. The creek was drained and searched. Drones searching from above with infrared sensors, but there was no sign of Samaje. And besides one neighbour claiming they saw a toddler matching Samaje's description walking down her family street, no one saw a little girl wandering the streets by herself. Sherry was interviewed by local news media pleading for any information about her toddler's whereabouts to come forward, telling WGN-TV, quote, I just want my baby home. I just want her home. I just want to know she's safe. I just want to know she's okay. Unquote. 
This is just heartbreaking right now. We have the family of this little girl, Samaje Crosby, who is missing right now. This is Samaje's mother, Sherry. Thank you so much for talking to me. Sherry Gordon, your daughter was just playing outside. Can you take us through what happened? Yeah, she was playing outside with her cousins, and um, um, she, we, um, Got the, around and she was yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you, I understand we talked to the police that you were go, going to go get ice cream because it was a nice day and your car wouldn't start. Yeah. So then take me through what happened. And then from there we just started looking for her because we couldn't. We we noticed that she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't with us. She wasn't with the rest of the kids. And from there we just started looking for her. You looked at neighbors' houses. Yeah, we we, we looked. Doors. Yeah, we knocked on doors, looked in the neighborhood, um, asked questions with people in the neighborhood, and everything. Okay, so we're showing the public a picture of little Samaje. She is 16 months old. I understand she just learned to walk. So, is the hope that she couldn't get very far? Well, she couldn't, couldn't get very far. Um, no. Somebody had to take her. Somebody had to pick her up. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Is there any very emotional and um and I'm just just this is so much to for me just like so much like it's so much like I just want her home. I just want her to be home with me so she could be safe. I just want my baby back home. The news media sharing a photo of Samaje with a description of what she was wearing that afternoon last being seen wearing a grey long-sleeved shirt with a cat picture on the front and blue jeans. She was barefoot. Her black hair in little plaits with white beads on the ends, like in the photo that is generally used for Samaje's story. And honestly, just an initial takeaway from me here. Not in one photo that is out there of Samaje does this little girl look happy. As the search for Samaje entered day two, it seemed less likely Samaje had walked off on her own, that there must have been someone else responsible for the girl's disappearance. But authorities persevered. By the Wednesday morning, more than 100 police personnel from multiple jurisdictions, as well as over 100 volunteers, searched for Samaje. Dive teams searched another six ponds, including a retention pond at a nearby construction site. But still, no trace of the missing girl. Investigators then started questioning the family, which we know is standard procedure in missing children's cases. But then conflicting stories emerged, and it wasn't clear who lived in the home, and when was the actual last time anyone saw Samaje. We now need to go back to 2015, before Samaje was born. This was when Sherry and her children first came to the Department of Children and Family Services' attention, or DCFS as we'll refer to them in this story. Sherry was at risk of eviction from her three-bedroom apartment on the 200 block of Northeastern Avenue. She had received the eviction notice due to overcrowding and for not paying her utility bills. The only reason the family wasn't evicted was because Samaje's father and Sherry's partner, James Crosby, He paid the $900 that was owed. The family stayed there for another year before abandoning the property, leaving almost $3,000 in damages. There were holes in doors, destroyed closets, a broken toilet, and $200 worth of garbage removal. Early 2016 would be the next time the family would surface. 
Sherry and the children were living in a hotel with up to 15 extended family members in one hotel room. James Crosby was incarcerated at this time for theft and domestic battery. Not against Sherry, but another family member. So DCFS stepped in and in February 2016 secured Sherry and her children the home in the 300 block of Lewis Road in Juliet, where Samaje would later go missing. But once Sherry moved in, the squatters that lived in the hotel with her slowly started to trickle from the hotel to her new home, stealing money and food from Sherry, physically and verbally abusing her. And due to Sherry's developmental delays and physical disabilities, she was powerless to stop them. All led by James's mother, Darlene Crosby, and his sister, Lucretia Crosby. This abuse would soon be directed also towards Sherry's children. Sherry's eldest son would tell his father during visits that they would beat him too. He would cry and beg not to go back because he hated the people Sherry let live there. Among others living there was Lucretia's partner, Wesley Sykes Jr., who was a convicted felon who served two stints in prison for aggravated battery and was on probation for an attack on an ex-girlfriend. In the 14 months the family lived there prior to Samaje's disappearance, Will County probation officers had been at the home some 40 times to check on the men. Police would actually arrest Sykes just hours before Samaje's body was found for numerous probation violations, including testing positive for marijuana and child abuse in a child that was not Samaje. Police would visit the home 14 times outside of this reason, a little more over a year, averaging about once a month in 14 months. Most were not serious enough for police to submit a written report, just responding to concerned neighbours about the children. One of these times was just weeks before Samaje went missing, Easter 2017. The police were sent to the home on a domestic disturbance and an abandoned 911 call. When they arrived at the home, they came across some kids playing outside with sticks. They spoke to Sherry and Darlene and everything was okay. But then they spoke to the kids too and they mentioned they were upset because the Easter Bunny didn't come. These officers were absolutely amazing and they went to a nearby store to buy candy and toys for the children. But these are two out of the 14 visits to the home right there. On DCFS's part... They were investigating Sherry and Lucretia for neglect. Darlene was also mentioned in complaints of abuse against the children living in the home. In a DCFS report after Samaje's death of what was going on in this house is a harrowing read and not for the faint-hearted. There are numerous reports of children not being fed, speaking of suicidal ideation to school counsellors. So many reports of violence by the children themselves against each other children talking about how they didn't feel safe, medical neglect, children not taken to medical appointments, which Sherry would blame on lack of transportation, sexual abuse allegations, bite marks, Sherry beating her child over their head with a shoe. I could go on and on, but all DCFS told the adults in question, don't use physical discipline. I could not roll my eyes any harder at that one. DCFS caseworkers were making weekly visits to the home to try and help Sherry take better care of the children. The house was in an absolute state, which is no surprise given there were up to 15 people living in a small three-bedroom home. Mounds of clothing and garbage covering soiled carpets. There was no working stove. 
the home was infested with roaches and bedbugs. DCFS linked Sherry with the Children's Home and Aid that provided her with cleaning supplies, a vacuum cleaner and bunk beds. But obviously none of this was helping. The home would be condemned soon after Samaje was found deceased. A caseworker actually attended to the home about three hours before the toddler vanished, 3.20pm. The caseworker mentioned in her notes she saw all three of Sherry's children, including Samaje, and that there were no obvious hazards or safety concerns at that time. Again, what the actual fuck? It makes me think this caseworker did not even go into the home. It makes me question if they actually saw Samaje or not. It's concerning to say the least. Sherry initially agreed to speak with investigators. She was questioned in a trailer that was being used as a mobile command post. But Lucretia tried to put a stop to this and was pounding on the outside of the trailer, telling her to stop. This interaction was caught on footage by local reporters. And by the time investigators tried to interview Sherry for a second time, the family had lawyered up and were no longer cooperating. April 26, 2017, 11pm. News comes that Will County Sheriff's Office, along with the FBI, were granted a warrant to search the Crosby family home. The family and their lawyer were permitted to be present for this search. Within an hour, authorities found the body of Samaje Crosby inside the home, underneath the couch in the family's living room. By first light, crime scene tape was up at the home and police were filmed by local news media removing the couch from the home. And this couch. It was immediately evident it was not possible for Samaje to have crawled under herself and had gotten stuck. That while the couch did not sit flush on the floor, there was only a three inch or seven and a half centimetre gap, not large enough for a 17 month old to crawl under. But it wouldn't have been obvious Samaje was under the couch for those who didn't know because the couch itself had no lining. It was basically hollow on the inside except for some springs. And since the couch weighed 90 pounds, Samaje couldn't lift the couch herself to then crawl under. Someone must have either lifted the couch for Samaje to crawl under or put the toddler under there themselves. What would have been a heartbreaking discovery for police... Samaje was face down under the couch. Roaches had already started eating the baby's flesh. Insect bites were found on Samaje's face. The medical examiner's report stating that insects had to be removed from the baby's ears and nose. Other than this, there was no external injuries to be found. And because there was no obvious cause of death, it would take five months for the official coroner's report to be handed down by Will County Coroner Patrick O'Neill. September 17, 2017. Samaje's cause of death was finally determined to be due to asphyxia. The manner of death, homicide. Coroner O'Neill stating in his report he believed Samaje was dead before she was placed under the couch. Five days after Samaje was found, she was buried in her forever resting place. Minor Morris Funeral Home covered all the costs for the family. James Crosby was given permission for day release from prison to attend his daughter's funeral. Samaje was dressed in a pink dress and a silver tiara, something the very girly little toddler would have loved in life. Samaje's casket was draped in pink netting and surrounded by balloons and flowers. 
Pastor Warren Davis said tellingly, let us leave the room determined that we're not going to let any more families fall through the cracks. It was clear to everyone involved that baby Samaje's family totally failed her. The system tasked to protect her totally failed baby Samaje. This sweet baby girl had no one in her corner. And the powers that be agreed. In the coronial inquest, Judge Paula Gamora chastised DCFS for failing to act on the red flags that was so obvious to anyone who cared. Quote, Quite honestly, from what I saw, I don't know how any caseworker could have walked into that house and let those children stay. If there were reasonable efforts, those children would have been removed a long time ago. Unquote. May 6, 2017, only two weeks after Samaje was found, the family's house burns down. The fire of the now-condemned house apparently starting in a bedroom in the early hours of the morning. Deputy Chief Kirk Kelly saying the house was a nuisance and they decided to let it burn to the ground. The house would burn for 45 minutes. Everything in the house was destroyed although important evidence to the case had already been removed by investigators before the fire. Late 2017, Samaje's father, James Crosby, filed a lawsuit against Sherry and the Illinois DCFS, alleging negligence on both parts. The lawsuit alleges that Sherry was the person who placed Samaje under the couch where she died. This lawsuit would drag out until April 2022 when a settlement of more than $6.4 million was reached between DCFS and James Crosby. That brings us until current day, heading towards seven years, and the person responsible for suffocating little Samaje has gone unpunished. Chief Deputy Dan Jungles said, quote, There is no doubt in my mind that there are people who know the circumstances, and there is no doubt there was a cover-up because of the way Samaje's body was found under the couch. Someone had to have done that. Unquote. To date, there is currently four persons of interest in the death of 17-month-old Samaje Crosby. Her mother, Sherry Gordon. Her paternal grandmother, Darlene Crosby. Her aunt, Lucretia Crosby. And a family friend who was also squatting at the property at the time, Tamika Robinson. Some polygraphs were administered and some people failed. Who those people are have never been publicly named. Darlene and Tamika both insist they were outside the entire time Samaje went missing. Tamika claims she did not even arrive at the house until after the child disappeared, perhaps around 4pm. November 2017, Darlene told reporters she believed Samaje was killed by her own mother. Quote, I feel as though she did it out of spite. In my eyes, there is only one woman, and that's Sherry. Unquote. This story still affects all those involved, from the Will County Sheriff's Office to the FBI. Samaje is never far from the thoughts of Chief Deputy Dan Jungles. Quote, this case has affected everyone at the Sheriff's Office that was involved in it. Samaje had her life in front of her. It's a difficult pill to swallow. My kids were still in preschool, only a few years older than her. It definitely affects those of us in the investigation and makes us more determined to solve these cases because of the connections you have with the victim. It's our job to bring justice to the offender and do what's right for the victim. In this case, it's Samaje Crosby. Unquote. 
As I said, it's been almost seven years and no one has been made take responsibility for this baby's death, which is a true failure of the justice system. I understand reasonable doubt and the need for evidence to prove beyond reasonable doubt. But what about this baby that everyone has seemed to have forgotten? What about her rights? The right to be loved and cared for and grow up? That was all stolen away from her. It's still not too late for someone in the community to step forward if they have information to help investigators solve this case. Chief Deputy Jungle said the reward money still remains available through Crime Stoppers. Links will be in the show notes. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Music.